0: Close
1: by primo attack Jokic one.
0: But that's my stubborn side. Like it's easy to go somewhere and go win a championship with somebody else. It's easy. But this is the hard way to do it and we did it. We welcome you in to the Small Ball Podcast alongside the wise Trevor Mikulin and the profound Christian Dennis. I'm Scott Ayers, and behind the scenes, we have our producer Andy, but huh, who is that? Come in. Come on in. in. We have a new intern on the team. It's intern Matt G. Say hello, Matt G. Hello, hello, hello. hello, Okay, Matt, hold on to the mic just for a second here. Uh So, producer Andy, he's going back to Ohio um, to finish up his degree. (laughs) Air quotes. So, in his stead, we have brought in an intern. Yeah, Christian doesn't have a mic. He feels naked right now. So, we brought in an intern to get a little bit more in the old video world Matt G and Matt, just say quick hello, quick introduction. Tell us about yourself.
2: Hi, uh, I'm intern Matt.
1: I, I love basketball. Oh my God. I love basketball and I
2: love cameras, but I like cameras a little bit more. So mm. I came to help out with some camera stuff. Yeah. 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 What, what's your favorite NBA basketball team? Uh, I do love the Phoenix Suns. Respect. Yep. Um, just moved here a year and a half ago, went to one game and I was sold. Yep. I was like... I was all in. You know, I grew up in the L.A. area, Lakers, pfft, stink, yeah. right? Amen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, amen, brother. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, big market teams, they stink. Yeah. Yes. We That's hate good. big market teams. Well,
0: when we were talking about bringing on an intern, Trev and I, and, and Christian helped out with some of the discussion, but it was mainly Trev and I, um, we said that. We wanted to bring someone in who was part of a small market. Isn't that right, Trevor? Yeah,
2: yeah, that's what we wanted. And, And even with that conversation, someone that maybe doesn't know a lick about basketball... And, and we, yeah. found, we found the guy. We
0: found the the perfect guy. And I that's, love
2: looking basketballs. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and that's who Matt G is, is and he's wonderful. We're going to miss Producer Andy, but he'll still yeah. be around. Um, his presence will be felt. Um, Matt sorry. G, who was in the military, did, just gave Andy a salute. And I think that's a perfect way to get this show started. Yep. Christian, you have a microphone. Why don't you say something real quick? I
1: have a microphone, and I'm saying something
0: real quick. Thank you, Christian Dennis. Let's get into the show, and guys, let's start with the Detroit Pistons, and more importantly, Cade Cunningham. Um, and the question around Cade Cunningham is: Should he return? We we keep hearing reports he's he's practicing before the game. Maybe he's he's involved in warmups. But is this the right direction for Detroit, or should Cade look into surgery and maybe resting for the season, allowing for a tank and a better draft pick?
1: Now I see both sides of this argument. Uh, Cade, you know, second season, getting into the flow, getting into the rhythm of the NBA, getting better in the system of the Pistons, um, you know, getting just more comfortable as the season goes on, as his career goes on, because we all know he's a stud. He has talent. He could be a star in this league, but the Pistons are terrible. And I just don't see any need to rush what could be a pretty serious injury.
2: Yeah, I think it would be pretty uh, short-sighted to bring him back right now, try and like bring him back, get the surgery, heal up. Cade Cunningham is a franchise player, and you don't rush back those type of guys for a season that currently they are 15 and 17. 15th in the uh, Eastern Conference. You know how many teams are in the Eastern Conference?
0: Uh, 15?
2: Yeah, they're last. So uh, to me... Does not make sense for them to uh, to rush him back. I even, I mean, even with Detroit to kind of uh, talk on stuff other than uh, Cade Cunningham, I even just think their decisions on starting lineup and who's getting minutes has been, in my opinion, like questionable for sure. Like they've moved Sadiq to the bench, they brought Bagley to the starting lineup. Jalen Duran, when the, the opening was there, he didn't get the start. Stuff like that has been like, what are you guys doing? You guys suck. Bring in, give the, give the youngsters time to, to develop. And that may be, like, ignorant of me because I'm going to be honest. I don't sit down and watch every single Detroit game. I just kind of look at the check-in every game every so often and then look at the box score, and I'm confused to why that's happening.
1: I wonder if, like, part of their decision is based on, like, their act of tanking. You know, like, maybe the right decision is to play, you know, Jalen Duran over Bagley and to have Sadiq bay you know in that starting lineup getting those starter minutes um but if those guys are in those lineups does that put them in a better position to win games
2: like i i don't know to me that that's not even what it is i think it's just poor decision making because (laughs) if they really want it like their team's so bad that no matter the decision you're not going to win games bagley and duran the difference between them it's not it's not great uh, at uh, all
0: canada canada Pringles versus a can of tuna. You know, it's it's not Wait, gonna do much on, for either way. Hold on,
2: hold on, hold on. Pringles are great.
0: Yeah, Jalen Dern can be the can of Pringles. I and- like tuna. And some people like a can of tuna, but either way, that's not your full course meal. That's only I at most put a little food in. you. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, overall though, it's confusing. Yeah, yeah, analogy. No, I realize it's not an, <laughs> a common sports analogy. It might be the first time anyone has ever compared Pringles and tuna in a in a statement. Um, but that's just what the the Pistons are. They're a a gross. Not even a can. It's a bag of tuna that's been left out in the sun. And quite frankly, it doesn't matter, like you said, Trev, who's in the starting lineup, especially with Cade being out. Um, Jaden Ivy now, he's sat out a couple games. He's battling some lingering issues. And so this is a perfect time. Give some young guys opportunity to play. But Bogdanovich, he's having a nice little revival, averaging 20 points per game. Averaging the most minutes per game as well for this Detroit team. I'm guessing once we get to the all-star break, he's probably going to be someone that you trade away. um, And and you just look to get these young guys some some experience. Or else, what else is this season for? Yeah,
2: he's been your classic example of we are showcasing this veteran so that we can trade him at the trade deadline.
1: Yeah, I think they'll get a pretty nice package for him. I mean, more than what they gave up for him. And I think maybe their intentions were like, let's get him. And, you know... Just in case if we're good, like we have, you know, another asset um, that can go out there and hoop for us. But in their case, you know, they can they can get a nice return at the deadline. And, you know, all this is being said with we like Detroit. We're not bashing Detroit no, no, in no. any way of, you know, we like what you guys have as a nucleus. And we just want to see nucleus. <laughs> we want to see the protons and, and the neutrons. neutrons. and We just want to see it come together. What's
2: the powerhouse of the cell? Mitochondria, gentlemen, wow. and you know who the mitochondria of this team is? Who is it? It's it's Jaden Ivy. Wow, what? Not Kate not Cunningham? Cunningham.
0: <laughs> I was just trying to... I, I don't know. I was just
2: rolling. No, but I do think Jaden Ivey is going to be... To, to kind of go, you know, no, n- no more negativity towards the team because it's clear they're not good. But I do think something to look forward to if you're a Detroit fan is Jaden Ivy. This guy's really good, and he's had a lot of flashes already in this young season. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, you have mentioned he sat out a couple games. I think that especially if Cade Cunningham... Is gonna get his surgery, which he should. If if it's that if it's that much of a worry that possibly this could you know lead to greater injury risk later on, then Jaden Ivy is gonna you know have the ball in his hands a lot more with Cade Cunningham out, in which he's gonna be able to showcase his abilities more.
0: Oh, the potential for this backcourt is phenomenal. I mean, electric. Cade, Cade and, and Jaden Ivy, um, and then you just think about to the future draft and Victor Wembanyama. I think I actually almost said that right. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, Thank you. Really good. The idea of him having a chance to be in Detroit, that alone should be, hey, we should be bad this year. Get a good spot in the lottery, and then if you get that number one pick, now you all of a sudden could have – a mean mean threesome in those guys so um, ah threesome threesome um. uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jay,
2: that's a mean threesome hey no let's not linger I, on that
0: Jaden Ivey
2: Jaden <laughs> is going to be rookie of the year candidate um, yeah next segment
0: I was I was singing a big three It couldn't come to my mind. So what's next to a big three? It's a big threesome. And that's what those guys are. So let's move on from threesomes and let's look at a team. Speaking
1: speaking of Sums. sums, sums, Sons. Sons.
0: The Phoenix Suns. That's a great transition from Detroit to Phoenix. Phoenix, the best team in the West. One thing to know for Matt G's Phoenix Suns, though, they had the most home games to start this year. 12 out of the first 19 games at home where they go 11-1. and We're recording this on 11-28 where they finally go on the road. They play in Sacramento tonight, guys. And uh, for Phoenix, is, th- is there an advantage for starting your season with, you know, the majority of those games being at home?
2: Uh, yeah, I think that's a clear advantage. at the er, in, in the early season, teams are trying to find their identity. <clears throat> they're trying to become, you know, let, let's hone in on our offense, get that locked down. This team is coming back, and they have a lot of the same pieces that they did the previous season and even the season before that. They just have more time to click, to gel as a team. It makes sense why they're number one. And at the start of the season, who are the two people that believed in the Suns being a top team in the West? Not Ka- Scott and I. Yes, Kyle Gearing. Uh, guest of the show and myself Um, and so I I think that's looking good but yes I do think being home has uh, attributed to that success for sure but make no mistake this is a good basketball team and Devin Booker has been the head of the snake and they've done this without Chris Paul
1: yeah I mean hats off to the Phoenix Suns you know Scott and I clearly uh, earlier this year we're were not on the Suns bandwagon Um, but I you got to give give them props. I mean, Mikel Bridges is playing amazing right now. Um, it's and awesome, book, yeah. It's awesome to see Aiden kind of put all that drama aside and one you know, player of the week. He won player of the week last week. He's, he's playing his heart out there. He just it shows that he's mature and he's he's making the business decision on just going out there and playing hard and playing well. And you know what? Give a little credit to campaign, you know, campaign stepping in with unreal with CP three out. That's a huge loss. And campaign is is able to come in and kind of provide uh,
0: that kind of, you know, heartbeat for them to to kind of keep going. Yeah, no, they've they've been great. Uh, What's interesting, too, they've won four straight their last loss on the road before that. You know, they want home against at, against Golden State. Their two previous games on the road, they lose both of those games. It's an interesting trend that will it keep up, I'm not sure, but there's a stretch in late December, uh, Phoenix into January, where Phoenix will finally play, have a five-game game. Uh, Oh my gosh, five five games in, the, in a row on the road. Yeah, I'm yeah. having a blunder of words you're good, tonight. man, guys. I'm so sorry, it's but because Matt G's here, it's Matt yeah. G, yeah. All of a sudden, Matt G gets There's an extra here, person
1: my, in the room. My
0: brain is all over the place, but that's that's almost a concerning trend because as a top team in the West, you want to have a winning record on the road, and surely only seven games isn't much to tell, but. That's one thing you, you, we want to keep note for the Phoenix Suns moving forward. Yeah, and
2: they play Sacramento in Sacramento tonight, and the Kings have won the last six games at home. So this is a good test for both teams. I think Sacramento coming off of two losses and for the Suns going away from their home to play in Sac, I think this is going to be a really good game tonight. Um, another thing, we've seen, like, okay, Devin Booker and now um, DeAndre Eaton have been kind of gelling together the last couple games. Chris Paul coming in, uh, he'll be back soon. Do you know any more details on that? Have you seen? Anything? Um,
1: he's back practicing, so he should be back. I would imagine, or well, at least hopefully, this week. Yeah. Okay.
2: So maybe that that uh, that big three uh, can really start. <laughs>
0: yeah. Hey, good catch there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> maybe they're gonna even take this to the next level and just continue to to be the top team in the West. Yeah, and who also knows
1: what happens with. With Jay Crowder. Maybe there was talks a couple of weeks ago of, of a three-team trade uh, coming to fruition and then it just kind of disappeared. So maybe they move that that piece there and they collect another piece that can kind of help accelerate this team to
0: kind of that next level. Right. And, and we talked about this before the season. It's the wild, wild west, right? And it's three and a half games between first place and and 10th in the West. So there's still so much shakeup that is bound to happen. And, you know, if a, if a three-way, threesome trade does happen, that's one, one thing that you, you'll you need to know. Was uh, that on purpose? Yeah, that oh, was okay. on purpose. Um, but, I mean, that's that's what's crazy with the West right now is Phoenix right now could finish his first in the West, Denver second. You know, in two weeks it could be – Three new teams at the top of the West. That's just how tight and competitive it is right now. And that's how the playoffs will be, which a trade with Jay Crowder is needed to be made, I think, if Phoenix wants to get through the gauntlet when playoff time comes. (laughs) The what? The gauntlet. (laughs) A little bit of a voice crack there. (laughs) Okay, you're just just mad because your voice really cracked last
2: week. It did, man. It did. Gosh, that was a great monologue, though.
0: <sighs> Let's move on. <laughs> Let's move on. We talked about them briefly. We, we're starting some new segments this week. So, yep. anyone who's listened last couple of weeks, are we weeks, not doing trivia this week, Trevor? I'm glad you brought it up. So, trivia. So, we've for those who have listened, we've done three trivia shows, which Trevor does lead the series. Trevor, what do you lead the series? I think I'm up two to one. It is two games to one. But but a lot of peop, critics out there are saying that
2: um, it should be three to zero.
0: Crit- there are some critics, but there are also some people who believe Christian. You know, he earned that first win. Now, maybe the second win. Maybe maybe in game one he should have won that as well. We're putting a hold on trivia, though. Oh.
2: What? No. Yeah. Why? Um, I, I honestly, if I liked the segment at first, then <laughs> I disliked it, and then I hated it, and now after winning last week, I love it. So yes. I, I'm excited for that to come back at I, a future week.
0: It's a future. It's a future thing. I yes. realize it's a well I was going to too often. Yes. So let's well. <laughs> let's get into a different well.
2: Is that a saying that people say a lot? It's a well I was going to too often. Uh, did it I say a, two twice? No, I don't know. Yeah, like, I, I. It was a well that was
1: running dry. It was mm, a well that was I running see. dry. I see. That's
2: good.
0: That's right. I was the dry. The, the well is dry. Yeah. The dry as well. Hey, I have a joke, guys. Okay.
1: Um. Why did the <laughs> go? Why did the blind man fall into the well? Why? Because he didn't see that well. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Our producer and intern are just cracking up. (laughs) They're just
0: giggling. It's like we have a live studio audience. That's awesome. This is why we actually brought them in. Yeah. Because. We need a laugh track. Uh, Yeah, we need a laugh track. But let's let's get into our game of the week. Yeah, let's do it. And Trevor, we were scouring through the web. Mm -hmm. And you found one game this week. that you think will set the tone that people need to watch if you're a small market fan. Yeah, let me tell
2: you guys, there is a team out there with a player that is currently averaging 19.9 points per game, 11.1 assists, 4.5 rebounds, under two steals a game, and he's 22 years old, young star, point guard. In the East, Indiana's Tyrese Halliburton makes his return to the great city of Sacramento, California. The capital? To face up against his former team there, where the beast, DeMontis Sabonis, reigns. (laughs) And growls at all opponents that face him. (laughs) He will be facing the Pacers for the first time since he's been traded. So a clash of the teams here that have made the trade that was very controversial last year. The first time they're playing each other since the trade. Wow.
1: Yeah, no, that's going to be a great matchup. I mean... As Kings fans, we hated to see Tyrese go, but we love to see Sabonis on our team. Uh, I think it's a, t- a trade that was a win-win, and the the return of the the I not I don't want to call him the prodigal son because he didn't really do anything <laughs> wrong, but uh, yeah. he is he Tyrese Halliburton is the return uh, to Sacramento, and he's he's gonna have a crazy night. I already know it. He
2: is going to do something absolutely stupid with these stats. Like his numbers are gonna be absurd and it's yeah and and just as this season has gone I've kind of realized how I mean we knew this and that's why it was so devastating to lose Halliburton but this guy is so valuable and such a good basketball player like he he right now is on the level of value as a John Morant in my opinion as a franchise player
0: producer Andy just went wow
2: yeah I think that he's on that level of player and it is a serious debate of whether or not you would prefer to have him or John Morant as your franchise point guard. And I would say I'd rather have Tyrese Halliburton because of his leadership, because of his style of play, he makes others better. His defensive ability is, is better than John Morant's as well. And I think he just has that. Not, not that John Morant doesn't, but he's got that dog. John Morant has that for sure. Don't get me wrong, but you can add that to Tyrese and, in my opinion, I like Tyrese.
1: I feel like they're they're similar players that are so different at the same time, if that makes any sense.
2: They have similar impact, I guess, because they just both impact the game, but very different. Like Tyrese can shoot the ball really well and defensively impact and facilitate. John Morant is just jumping and putting his nuts on your forehead. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. It's so true. And, and then he and then he gritties at half court. He, does. Yeah. he acts man, like he's
0: he's so clutch in the late game. Like you know, hey, defend, you know, just the paint we'll be fine. And Jaw will still find a way to have some incredible acrobatic play to win the game for for um, the Grizzlies. And and so that's what's so impressive is that it's not just his athleticism but his ability to score is at another level. It's it's near the top of the NBA, if not the top, right?
2: And now. he also has been the best player on a team that's been the second seed in the West. Yeah, which is very impressive. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Did you have anything to say?
1: I was just gonna say, Jaw Moran is just one of those players where, like, if if my favorite team is playing the Grizzlies, I'm like, oh, we have to play Jaw tonight. Like, I hate playing against Jaw. I love watching Jaw. Hate playing just against. Not when he's playing against my team.
0: I would agree with that, yeah. Well, I, I don't have much to add more to the debate, but for the game overall, one final piece that is always interesting, just in the world of trades, and, and we even experienced this in our fantasy basketball league, is when a trade is made, there's always that instant reaction of like, wow, that team really got screwed, or wow, that team really won the trade. And that was this was one of those trades where it felt like the initial reaction was, wow, Indiana, they flee Sacramento. They got Buddy and Miles Turner, blah, 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 blah. When in reality, it feels like both teams have just got great fits. Like Sabonis has been a phenomenal player for Sacramento, and that's why the Kings are in a place they haven't been in, you know, over a decade, over two – no, not two decades, but over a decade and a half – And playoff contention because of what Sabonis has been able to do in a role that they have desperately needed for quite some time.
1: Yeah, I don't think everyone fully understands the impact of that trade. Because we were able to move Buddy Heald, we were able to get off his $20 million contract, which then brought in Malik Monk and also gave us room to acquire Kevin Herter in a trade. So if you're asking any Sacramento fan... Maybe even any basketball fan. Who would you rather have on your team, Buddy Heald or Kevin Herter and Malik Monk? I think most people would say uh, the latter there and, and get those two guards. And it's, it's proven to be a very good move for the Kings. You know, we've always struggled with uh, having a big man. We would always get tortured by Nurkic. Or, you know, any random center in the league. But now that we have Sabonis, we're able to battle and
0: contend a little bit better. Yeah. No, I I completely agree. And one more thing I agree on, that we're not doing trivia. Because we have a much more enjoyable segment that we're ending the show on. Something that Christian, um, he kind of came to us after the show last week. He said, guys, we got to spice it up. And spice it up is exactly what we're going to do. So, for the following week, I have this fun wheel that we're going to spin, and each of us are going to follow one small market NBA team for a week, watch their games, follow their reports, and then we'll come back on small ball and share. It's almost like a school project. Mm. We're going to share what we have discovered during that week of covering the team.
2: Let's go! I'm Let's ready for it. Spin the wheel, baby. The wheel. What's the wheel we, called? Yep. It's a small balls wheel of teams.
0: It's small balls wheel of Presented teams. Presented by who? Presented by Hooters. Hoot. Hoopers. Hoopers. Presented by Hoopers. 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 Ho- um. Hoopers is sp- yeah, no, there's a spelling error. <laughs> <laughs> it's Hoopers.
2: We gotta get that script. Um, yeah, Hoopers. Oh,
0: oh, Hoopers, Hoopers. I missed this. Is
2: a PG thirteen. PG. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, it is. Yeah, yeah. Yikes, <laughs> dude. Okay, oh Matt G, gosh. you're gonna have
0: to decide the order that we
2: yell it. Oh no, you could just talk to the mic that's in front of you. Oh. oh.
0: Yep. Yep. <clears throat> hello, hello. Um, any mini money mo catch a tiger by its. It's, a, it's it's a podcast. It's- I can't see who you're pointing <laughs> at. No, any mini money. Matt Scotty. Okay, I'm going first. Um, and then people are literally looking at a brick yes, wall. They're looking at, they literally they don't have furniture see you pointing our, our listeners don't have furniture.
2: They're, they're laying- staring at a wall
0: <laughs> and he's doing any mini, miny mo. Yeah. And our listeners
2: just listening to the show in their studio apartment they're, on the ground. Yeah,
0: they're 18 minutes deep into this podcast. Miserable. <laughs> Cause I, I can't read my script. And I said the wrong sponsor. All right. Let's see what I'm going to get for, uh, for the small ball team. Yep. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I got the Indiana Pacers. Oh, what did dive. I say before
1: the show, Christian? The before the show, Scott's gonna be like, "Man, I'm gonna end up with the Pacers." Wow. And I
0: said, "That's a fun team, Jalen." So I got the Indiana awesome. Pacers. I'm gonna remove them. Yep. Remove them. All right, spin. Um, Trevor. We'll yep. have you since you're up two one in the kay. game show. Yep. And then since Christian wins. <laughs> spin that wheel. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and trailer. thunder! Feel the thunder. Lightning I'm excited. Thunder. I, giddy, 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 giddy. <laughs> giddy, giddy,
0: giddy.
2: I love him. And spin finally. Spin for me.
0: Spin that
2: wheel.
0: Small <laughs> <ball's> <laughs>
2: wheel <laughs> <spinning>.
0: <laughs> Oh, oh yes,
2: <laughs> A and Yee-haw! Christian Dennis. We're, we're getting the we're San, Antonio gonna, we're San Antonio
0: Spurs, Spurs. in the Giddy saloon, up, boys. Yeah. Okay. So we have the Pacers. The Pacers The Thunder And the Spurs Those
2: are small market teams Those
0: are small market teams So for our first ever um, Wheel of Wow What what can fans expect Like
2: what it's going to be We're going to talk about it In a week from now Talk about what we saw What we liked
0: Yeah And it kind of a five-minute deep dive on mm. each team for us. And, you know, the other two hosts, they can ask questions. You know, intern Matt might learn a thing or two. Yeah. Mm. I, I just see this as, as a great experience to increase that exposure mm. for small market teams. Yes. I think
1: it's important that we provide a fun fact about the city.
0: Ooh. Uh, that were
1: so that listeners around uh, the world can be like oh yeah San Antonio remember the Alamo you know you know something yeah. like that
0: yeah. you know yeah
2: <laughs> yeah that's good man that's this good.
0: is this is about to be a perfect segment mm-hmm. foolproof some may say yes awesome well um it's at that point where I think it's time to wrap up the show I think. Um, producer Andy has his work cut out for him to cut out maybe some some parts and make sure this show goes back to PG. Um, but otherwise, I would say it was a great show. So for the empirical Trevor Mikulin, the dominant producer Andy, the colorblind Maggie, <laughs> the colorful oh. Christian Dennis. I'm Scott Ayers. We say so long for now, and we'll see you next week. Darn it!
1: Bring Brittany Griner home!